Welcome to the Refuge Weekly Podcast. We are a church in and for the City of Orange in Southern California. The heart of Refuge OC is to introduce and reintroduce people to a clearer vision of God. To learn more about us and how you can get involved, please visit us at refugeoc.com. And now, here is our latest message. Hey, good morning, Refuge. Happy Sunday morning. We're putting this out to you right now because the majority of the Refuge Church is up camping on the coast of California, just outside of Santa Barbara at Carpinteria State Beach. We've had this on the books for a number of months, and because so many of our team and our church are up there camping, it doesn't make sense for us to try to pull off church in the heart of Orange, where we typically meet at 308 South Glacelle Street. So we wanted to post an online devotional for you, and I'm going to do my best to keep this one to five minutes or less, and I promise you, I'm going to keep it short, not super long. So stay with me if you don't mind. Hey, since we're camping, I figured camping is all about tents. Whether you like to camp in a tent, you like a camper, or perhaps you might even be the bougie friends of mine who like glamping over there in the hotel, camping has always been about tents. That's where the first campers even went. And interestingly enough, tents actually make their way into the Bible. What do you, t- what do you mean, Brenton, is what you're asking me. I know that. But here's what I mean. Way back in the Old Testament, when God rescues his people from the land of Egypt, where Pharaoh's in charge and the Israelites are being oppressed, he's trying to do, their best, he's trying to do their, his best to get them out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of being dominated, and to freedom. I told this last time we had one of these online devotionals like this a number of weeks ago about the concept of Sabbath, that when God is teaching his people a new way of life, he even instills this idea of Sabbath and how Sabbath is a good thing. But when he gets them out of Egypt, they cross the Red Sea, and again, I'm going to make mention of Charlton Heston or VeggieTales. I'm not sure which one you like, or perhaps even Prince of Egypt. When they get you out of Egypt and you get to the desert, you're wandering for a long time. And Israel being led by Moses, has to do a lot of camping, much like we're doing in Carpinteria this weekend. But we're a little different because we're seeing the beauty of the Pacific Ocean on the coastline where all they got was the desert of Israel. They had to find tents. They had to find places. They probably even made tents. They had to find a place to go make camp. And we're told in the Old Testament that the people for 40 years made camp all over the desert until God allowed them to enter the promised land. Why 40 years? Why is that number important? Seems like a really good biblical number that people throw around all the time. It's because 40 years is what it took to get Egypt out of the people. They had been used to a way of life that their ancestors had lived under for 400 years and more. But it took 40 years for God to get Egypt out of them. And he's teaching them a new way of life. So as they made camp all throughout the desert, wherever they went, Moses set up one special tent. It was called the Tent of Meeting. And in the Tent of Meeting, it's where Moses would go. And we're actually told in Exodus chapter 33 that whoever wanted to meet with God would go to the Tent of Meeting. Sounds like a pretty cool concept, right? That if you wanted to interact with God, talk with God, you could go to that Tent of Meeting. Because that's where you existed. That's where you were able to enjoy conversation with God and have him speak back to you because he led the people all throughout the desert. 
Now, why am I talking about this? Well, I want to fast forward, if you will, a little bit of time, because when Moses goes up the mountain, another storyline from the Old Testament in the book of Exodus, when he goes up the mountain and gets the Ten Commandments, the Ten Words, or the, the law, if you will, he comes down and gives the Israelites a new way of life. This is how things are going to be. And the Jewish people in the Old Testament, as we have come to learn, began to put in place all kinds of sets of regulations and laws that would help them follow God well. One of those things that they set in place was a thing called the sacrificial system. We don't do it now. I bet none of you have been to a church where they have had to sacrifice something so that you would get yourself clean or perhaps even uh, atone for the sins of your life. But the sacrificial system for the Jewish people was so important because once they had the tabernacle, which was that tent of meeting wherever they would be, and eventually when they built the temple in Israel, it was where the people would go to sacrifice. And you could only sacrifice at the temple. And, and I, I kind of shared with our crowd here at Refuge last week that I jumped into my doctoral program and I'm reading all kinds of things about the early church in that first century right after Jesus' death and resurrection from the cross. And he is setting in place a movement that shapes the world even to this day. But if you go back into those, those early years of that first century context, you're going to find a highly Jewish system that was always relegated to the sacrificial system. So a good Jew, once a year, would do their best to get to Jerusalem to make sacrifice. They would even go with their friends. There's this thing called the shared sacrifice in Jewish culture that was so important for people. Because it meant, though, I got to go with my friends to Jerusalem, and I, we got to sacrifice an animal together. We, we think about the sacrificial system, and it gets a bad rap from time to time. And we think of, oh, can't wait for Jesus to show up because he finally gets rid of all the sacrifices that were required back then. But the important thing about the sacrificial system is it allowed you a way to commune with God. It allowed you a way to have right standing with God. And interestingly, for the Jewish people, it wasn't about morality per se. Yes, there were some moral things that people did that weren't right, like murder, which is right there in the Ten Commandments that Moses gives to the people, even while they're camping all around the desert. But for most Jews, they got impure or perhaps unclean, if you will, by various actions of life. A Jewish person could go 50 plus weeks a year and be unclean. But the one week they go to Jerusalem for, for the, the Passover celebration or perhaps one of the other feasts in the Jewish calendar, that's the week that they became clean. So they would go through what was needed to become clean personally, and then they could approach the temple and sacrifice the animal that they needed to sacrifice. But when you went with your friends and you did a shared sacrifice, you got to bring the animal. It was killed. Part of it was cut and even put on the altar for what's called a burnt offering. And so the burnt aroma and the smell and even the visual sense of the smoke allowed the Jews to believe that what they had done wrong, the price had been paid for. Part of the animal that was sacrificed was actually given to the priests and their families so that the priests could eat. And we're told for the Jewish people, they really only got red meat one time a year, and it was at sacrifice time when they went to temple. So if you were a good Jew who was going with your friends on an adventure to Jerusalem for temple sacrifice, you might start out from Galilee in the north and make your week-long trek to get to town in time. You would get your animal... And then you would take it to the temple, the priest would sacrifice it, hang it up, let the blood, the blood let from it, the portion that would be burned, the portion that went to the priest, 
And then the rest of the animal, you got to take with you, back with you to your friends who are camping outside of Jerusalem. So the sacrifice system, this idea of even going to temple for Passover was all about being able to go with your friends for relationship and community that changes our lives. Because on the way, could you imagine a week-long trick, uh, not a trick, a trip with your friends to Jerusalem and the conversations you would have over a road trip like that? We, in our world, try to get places as fast as we can. Whereas if you were to back things up a couple thousand years and take away planes and trains and automobiles, the slow pace of life allowed you to experience friendship in deep ways. And when you got there, you got to sacrifice that animal, and you got to have right standing with God for another year. And then you got to feast on the animal as an example of God's gift and blessing to his people to survive throughout the next year. That's where you meet God, like you did at the tent of meeting when Moses was leading the people through the desert. Like you were, if you were a group of people from a church in Orange that's camping on the coast outside of Santa Barbara. Because meeting together, regardless of where you are, is important if you make time to meet with God. So my hope is for you this week, wherever you're at, whether up on the coast, camping, at your home, at a place of work, perhaps even driving in the car, find ways to connect with one another, to connect with God. And we can't wait to see you next Sunday at Refuge in the heart of Old Town Orange at our church location. Peace be with you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us this week. We believe in community and would love to connect with you. If you have any questions or would like to speak to a pastor, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at RefugeChurchOC. We hope to see you again soon.